Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans teaching today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and I'm excited to have God's Word before me sharing with you. So grab your Bibles if you have them nearby, and uh, let's just get into the Word this morning. We are in chapter 3 of Romans. This is part 9 of chapter 3. There are 23 sessions of chapter 1, 11 sessions of chapter 2, and this is our ninth session of chapter 3. So all of the sessions, the teaching sessions, can be be found at my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself just a little half-hour teachings of this Roman series that you can put your earplug in your in your ear and your at your workstation wherever you are, or just however you want to get it. And uh, just avail yourself to these teachings. They're there for you to help you learn God's word as it is written in truth. We need to do more than read the Bible, and we need to do you know we, we need to have more than a knowledge of what the Bible says, but what the Bible is actually talking about, what the Bible is actually referring to. So uh, therefore, that's why I like to study the Word and and, uh, understand the Word. I don't want to just read the Word. I want to understand the Word. Understanding, the Bible says in Proverbs 9 and 10, is is the knowledge of the holy. And our holy God can only be understood through... who He is as our Lord of righteousness, which is what He accomplished for us at the cross where He died for our sins. So grab your Bibles and however you can find it possible, share these teachings, invite people to the YouTube channel again, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316, as many are finding it and many are learning God's Word uh, as they study and then find themselves in experiential the, the experiential process. See, learning uh, does not come by reading or sitting under a preacher. Uh, we hear in those places. Learning comes when we leave if we retain what we've heard and allow, I said allow, the Holy Spirit to uh, work those things into our heart with an outward flow, a manifestation of obedience in our lives. Amen. Learning uh, only takes place for disciples. Disciples means learners. And Jesus taught that unless you take up your cross, which means have faith in his cross and what he did for you there, uh, you can't be a disciple, which means you can't learn. So first and foremost, our faith always has to be in the sacrifice of Christ. And then the Holy Spirit can take us to the Word, which, by the way, is where we heard about the sacrifice of Christ. But if we continue to look through the sacrifice under the pages of God's Word, the Holy Spirit will be able to reveal the truth of the Word of the gospel to our hearts and we'll see our lives changed and just the the mediocre lives that most Christians have fallen into play and into and just the bondages and the traps and the the just the this the boring lives and the nothing you know just blah 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 if they would come back to the cross where life is given amen where we begin to see the Word of God in its actual meaning for us individually, how it pertains to us. And, 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 and you would just be amazed, and I guarantee it your comment would be, I feel like I'm born again all over again, for those of you who've been born again. Romans chapter 3, last week and the session before that, we really uh, discussed 
verse 19, and I just want to read it, but we're not going to stay here because it's already on the last two sessions. And by the way, every Monday morning at 8.15 a.m., we'll be live right here on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. And by lunch... They'll, the, the teaching will be uploaded to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and we do it again on Thursday morning. So uh, join me at 8.15 a.m. on Mondays and Thursday mornings live on my Facebook page. And uh, go to my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and subscribe so that when something's uploaded, it just gives you a little beep, and there it is. You can go to it when you can and listen to it. Verse 19, chapter 3 of Romans. Now we know that what things soever the law says, it says to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Again, those who are under the law, the law is speaking to them. Those who are telling you you have to do actually do something other than believe in Christ to be saved, they're putting a law before you because they're under the law and they're speaking the law to you. Now, a lot of Christians probably think that just because they're Christians that they can't go back under law, but that's false. That's nowhere in the Bible. What is in the Bible is Galatians chapter 5 where you can fall from grace. doesn't mean you're lost, but it means you go back under law because you're only under grace or under law. It's either under grace, which is what my faith is in Christ and what he did at Calvary, or it's we're under law because now my faith has been moved from Christ and what he did where grace comes from to myself doing something because I'm listening to somebody who's listening to law. So if your faith is in the cross, not just for initial salvation, but for all the provision of God that you need daily, everything, then you're under grace. But if you are believing you have to do something for salvation or sanctification, then you have been removed even though it's been a great deception. You didn't even know it. I was there for years. I speak from experience. But those who are under law, the law speaks to them and they speak the law to others. I'm under grace. I speak words of grace seasoned with grace, seasoned with salt, words of grace seasoned with salt, words that actually have flavor, the flavor of the testimony of God. Hallelujah. Verse 20 says, Therefore by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in God's sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. By the law is the knowledge of sin. That's why every mouth should be being shut under law. But I, I'm told to do it, but I can't do it. It's only pride that says I can do it. I'm not talking about those who are under grace who can do all things through Christ, means faith in the cross. Let me say that again. I can do all things through Christ, means faith in the cross, through, through what He did for me, who strengthens me. Amen. If I'm just saying I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, one day you're going to break down and you're going to admit to God, I can't do it. If you're an honest person and you want to live for God. Now there's a lot of dishonest people. 
There's a lot of dishonest people that won't, just won't be honest with themselves. And those are the people at the great white throne judgment who are going to be still be trying to tell Jesus, didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do that in your name? And they never really just were honest with themselves. They were always trying to please them or them or somebody. And they just wouldn't listen to what the Son of God through the Scriptures by His Spirit was saying. And they never stepped out of the place where they would stop listening to law. Law tells you may not be the Ten Commandments. May, the law may be telling you that you can't wear makeup, that you, and that's holiness. The law may be telling you that you can't wear pants, lady, and calling that holiness. Anything you think you can do, and there's a, there's a big move, and always has been, in, in, in among the church that says, if you're not water baptized, you're really not saved. And we know that that water baptism can't save you. Why? It's kindergarten, because it's something you do. It's something you do. God did not dunk you in the water hole. A, a preacher did that, and you did it with him. You can't save yourself by any works. Baptism is a work. If you've already been saved through faith in Christ and His cross alone, then water baptism becomes a work of the Lord by the Spirit as an act of obedience in testifying of what you already have with Christ, what's already happened to you. But we may, if, we, if we tell somebody they have to do something to be born again, to be saved, we make it a law. And the Bible says right here, By the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in God's sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Can I say to you today, and with these scriptures, it can be confirmed unless you're just being dishonest and rebellious. To have faith in anything other than Christ and Him crucified is a sin. To trust in the law today is a sin. Think about that. To trust in anything I do for salvation will put me at the great white throne judgment saying, didn't I do this? Didn't I do that? And the Lord is going to speak the most awful, horrible, gut-wrenching and that's an understatement, words that any human being could ever hear. I don't know who you are. See, God doesn't know us through our works. He only knows us through our faith in the work of His Son, Jesus Christ at the cross. He only knows us through that manner. He doesn't know us by all we do. He only knows us through our faith in Christ, His Son, and what he did at Calvary. That's good stuff. Now I know there are dishonest people who can even hear the scriptures and hear this plain, straightforward, can't get around it, but they still will push it aside. Pride will push the Bible aside and say, I can do it. You can't do it. And all those that end up in that attitude, they're going to stand before the Lord at the great white throne judgment and they're going to still be declaring, I did it in your name. I did it. Didn't I do this? I did it in your name. And the Lord again, He's going to say, I don't know who you are. But I'll tell you who you are. You're workers of iniquity. 
See, he doesn't know them. He's not in relationship with them. And imagine the, the, the awfulness, the, the horribleness of this, that you and your daddy and your granddaddy and your great-granddaddy and your great-great-granddaddy and on back for three, four, five hundred or more years in your lineage are going to be there at the great white throne judgment saying, didn't I do this? My daddy did it. My didn't we do that? It's going to be horrible. It's going to be as in the days of Noah when we just they, they just simply rejected God's redemption plan that's only found through faith in the blood. They rejected God's word. They rejected the word of the Lord coming through Noah. How foolish will it be? How heart-wrenching was it for the people of Noah's day who surely they thought, how could God reign on us like this and allow our children and all of our families to be flooded and dying when He saved animals? Listen to me. Even the animals heeded the Word of God, but they didn't. What a testimony against them that God could just send His Word out to animals two by two and the animals follow instruction and came to the ark. But human beings created in God's image could not come to the ark, would not heed the word of God. I'm challenging you. I'm encouraging you. I'm begging you. Listen to the word of God. Forget what that preacher's been telling you. He's under law. And that's why he only speaks the law to you. Think about that. No one is justified by the works of law, any law that we do. Of course, there's the law of faith. There's the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Those are laws that are effective for those who are saved. But we're talking about the law of our works, the law of our doings. No man will be justified before God. And again, there's a place for them to be judged. Christians won't be there. There's a lot of Christians, there's a lot of men and women and children who've been born again, but who've been carried back under law, and they will scarcely be saved if they, if they maintain their faith in Christ for initial salvation. There's a lot of people that'll throw that away and lose their soul. The Bible teaches that also. Even though your mom and grandmom have taught you that you, you can't never not be saved if you're ever saved. That's just so unbiblical. They don't, they don't have any grounds to stand on. You know, they, they, they try to say that you can't be plucked out of the hand of God, and that's the truth. Nobody can pluck you out of the hand of God, but you can walk out of the hand of God. And the book of Galatians tells us that in plain English, that we can remove ourselves from Him. We can, we can fall from grace, and there's several scriptures throughout Romans 11 and Hebrews 6, and they have to twist other scriptures to maintain their long heritage of false doctrine down through these years. But you can lose your soul. Your name can be blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. You can allow other men to steal your crown. If you couldn't, the Bible wouldn't say, let no man deceive you, let no man beguile you, let no man steal your crown. Come on, somebody, help me here today. Somebody help me here today, amen? Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. That means not now. Now, now men are justifying themselves in men's sight. 
We're talking about the way God sees things, not the way your preacher or your granddaddy or even maybe you have seen things. In the sight of God, the Bible says in the book of Genesis that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah didn't found, find grace in the eyes of his son, his fellow peers. And think about this. Noah had brothers and sisters. Genesis 5.30 tells us that. More than likely, his son's wives and his wife, Noah's, had siblings and parents, and, and they weren't able to influence any of them. But thank God, none of them were able to influence Noah or any of the others. They stood their ground. They continued to build upon this faith that they had in a coming Redeemer and a coming flood. Think about that. It's no different today. We've been lied to as a church for many, many years. We've been born again, saved. Those of us that are the true church, saved by the blood of the Lamb. Everybody else is not saved. If it's not the death of Jesus you're trusting in for salvation, you're yet to be born again. You have to be born again to enter or even see the kingdom. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Are you with me? It doesn't matter how much scripture they know, how, how long they've been in ministry. Don't let that deceive you. Works can't get you in. Only the work of Christ, which was the shedding of his blood, the death he provided for you as an entrance into the kingdom. When Jesus died, the, the veil of the temple was ripped in half from top to bottom, that signifying a new and living way that the old had been done away with, and now it's through the dying, the laying down of the flesh of Jesus Christ, his death for us, that God accepts us as our faith is placed in that because justification and righteousness is only imputed to those, and that's what you must have, justification. You must be just before God. Remember, it's not by works. And you must be righteous before God to get into heaven. And Jesus is the only one that holds that status for us through what he did at Calvary and our faith in that alone. Amen. Praise God. That's good stuff. And now we, we're going to begin to get into some of the most awesome, some of the most my favorite teaching in the Word of God. I'll call this where although Paul has been in, if we can say it, an argument, a debate, uh, defending uh, the truth that all are guilty before God. There is none righteous, no, not any, not one. None has understanding. Nobody seeking God. We're all lost. We're all wayward. Unless God comes seeking, nobody's going to be found. He proved that in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned. Adam and Eve weren't crying out to God. God came searching for them. God came seeking them. God came seeking you. He's seeking you today. Maybe you've been bound up in works all your life listening to people that really they do love you enough to put bread on the table and clothes on your back and, and buy this and that and provide the materialistic things. But when it comes to spiritual things, now you're learning that although they loved you in a certain way, they, they, they couldn't provide for you spiritually what you really needed because they didn't have it. They didn't know it. We deal with people all the time 
that claim their faith is in the cross, preachers, but they won't preach the cross. They're they're not stupid people, but there is a level of ignorance, which means I don't know. I don't know. I was there. I speak from experience. You, You know, if you think that the cross was only to get you in the kingdom, now you've got to find some avenue in which God works. Can I tell you there's only one faith? that brings about all the things that you need, and that's the faith of the Son of God that loved you and gave Himself for you, Galatians 2.20. There's not another kind of faith that brings healing and, and, and keeps your healing than the faith you placed in Christ. The faith that works today, the only faith that works today is the same faith that saved you. And that's faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary. Not faith in something else now that we're in, no. Faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary. We're not to move from there. As you have therefore received the Lord Jesus Christ, so walk ye in him. Just like you received him, take off walking. If you try to put your faith in something else, you're no longer, you're walking, but you're not on the path of righteousness any longer. And I see this as taking a turn here, right here, and I'm, I'm going to call it this. I'm going to call it, this is where Paul really gets excited. This is where the Apostle Paul really begins to celebrate the truth of the righteousness of God. Up to this point, he's talked about nobody's righteous. You can't get righteous on your own. You can't work your way into righteousness. You can't be justified as righteous before God by anything you do. And now he's going to get into the most the most awesome things that we as Christians could ever learn really come from the book of Romans. And I can't wait to get further in it. The further you go in the book of Romans, if you have your faith in the cross, the greater the fire of God is going to burn in your heart. Did you hear me? If your faith, I'm not talking about a nonchalant, yeah, 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 my faith is in the cross, brother. No, I'm talking about an everyday, thank you for the blood of Jesus. I, Lord, my faith is still in that Jesus was crucified for me and that I died, I was crucified and died with him. I was buried with him and I was raised up out of that grave. When he was raised up out of that grave, I'm in him to live forever in him. And as long as I keep my faith in what he did for me there, the Holy Spirit will teach me the word and and he will engraft the word in my heart and I will become the salt and the light and the good soldier and all the things Jesus called me and it will be manifest outwardly. You see the nonchalant attitude, yeah, 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 I know all that. That ain't going to get you nothing, my friend. It's a faith right now, a desperate cry. Thank you, God, for the faith you've given me, this measure of faith, the faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 and Romans 12.3. I'm talking about now faith is, Hebrews 11.6. Now faith is the substance of what I'm hoping for. Come on, Samara, Hebrews 11.1. Let's look over there this morning. Hebrews 11.1. 11 verse 1, now faith, now faith, now, 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 not tomorrow. You don't live there. Not yesterday. It's called now faith is the substance. If your faith is still in the cross right now, glory to God, you're going to experience substance in your life. That's why those that God in the church is able to bring back to faith and grace, true faith and grace, faith in the cross, man, I'm telling you, that's why we all have the same testimony. I feel like I've 
I've been born again again because it's only there we experience this substance of the life of who Christ is, our abundant and our eternal life. Glory to God. This is... This is and the further you move through the book of Romans, the, 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 the more intense this fire in your heart becomes unless you're just a pew-sitting, church-going, uh, just doing my duty. We can turn going to church into law. We can, we can turn teaching a Sunday school class into law. At least I'm doing this. At least I'm going. At least I'm giving. Just barely getting by. Oh God, why ain't you doing this? Don't you see I'm going to church? I'm, I'm giving. I'm teaching. I'm singing. I'm preaching. Oh, it's all about what I'm doing. Lord, why ain't you? you know, that's law. That's a mindset of law. Oh yes, it is. It's a mindset of law. When our faith is in Christ and what He's done, we're going to find a joy in getting up out of that bed and going to church and getting into Word and prayer and fasting. And We're going to find a joy in sharing the gospel. We're going to find a joy. We're going to find an ever-increasing fire in our soul. I said ever-increasing fire burning in our souls. And we'll see that as we go further and further through this book of Romans. For those who have ears to hear, you will hear the Lord speaking to you, showing you things you've never seen, you've never known. And what He shows you intensifies the fire of God in your heart. What He shows you brings about a greater light. Hallelujah. The, oh, glory to God. Uh, my goodness. This, this overwhelms my heart sometimes to know that God is speaking to His church. There's a lot of people in the church that they're really... They've been trained up to believe that God's really not speaking to people. Oh yeah, just read your Bible and do the best you can. But they don't know that we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The Bible is the Word of God. The Bible is everything God is saying to us. But you have to hear that. It doesn't say everything you read. It says every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing, by the way, you must hear. And that comes, that's, that's a deeper level than just reading something. You're, you're reading because you're a student. And you're a student because you need to hear, Lord, I need daily bread today. Give me the daily bread that I need. I need to hear you today. And the Lord will speak to you. He will minister His Word by His Spirit to you. And as you hear His Word in that righteous context in which He will speak it to you, faith will come and it will point you to Calvary and make you thankful for Jesus and what He there did. It will point you to the victory there provided for you. It will point you to the, 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 the provision there made for you. It won't point you. The Lord is not going to point you to the Word so that, and try to tell you that you have to go do this to be justified or to be sanctified. The Lord, those that are led of the Spirit of God are not under law, Galatians 5.19. As many as be led of the Spirit are not under law. That means those that are led of the Holy Spirit are not listening, not hearing from the law. They're not preaching law. 
They're preaching grace, faith and grace. Hallelujah. This is good news. My goodness. I, I know we're about three minutes away from having uh, being at the end of our session today, our half-hour session. But let me just read verse 21 because now we begin to dive into what I'll call Paul's celebration and triumphant part of this message. Although we've all been found guilty, not one per- person who's not not guilty. We're all sinners, every one of us, born and conceived in iniquity. Without Christ, there's no hope. But watch what Paul begins to say in verse 21. I like the first two words, but now. Can you just say, but now, but now. Hallelujah. The righteousness of God without the law is manifested. See, that'll make you get up off the couch and do a two-step right there. That'll make you get up off the couch and say, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. I couldn't do it anyway. The law became weak through my flesh because my flesh can't carry it out. I can't be justified by what I do, but only what Christ did for me. Hallelujah. The righteousness, but now. Oh, I'm going to say it again. But now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. The law and the prophets in the Old Covenant witnessed this righteousness. Spoke of, wrote about this righteousness to come. Verse 22, I'll read it before I close. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. Now I'm going to make a closing comment here. Be careful what version of the Bible you're reading out of. I looked specifically, went and looked at several versions of the Bible yesterday and most of the other versions do not say unto all and upon all in verse 22. That's very significant. Let me tell you something about the King James Version. And there are other versions that are good, but there's not that many. The King James Version is a word-for-word translation. So some of these other versions that take away, take away some things that you desperately need. As for instance here, unto all and upon all. That speaks specifically of your status of righteousness and that your, your status there with Christ at the right hand of the Father. And upon all speaks of if you walk with your faith in the cross, you will literally be wearing in the Spirit right here now the robe of righteousness. That's why folks say there's something different about Him. There's something different about you. And they can't explain it, but it's because your faith is in the cross. The Spirit of God is leading you. You're under grace. And you are different, very different in this world because in God's eyes you have on this robe of righteousness. His righteousness. Not not a robe of what you've done with all your degrees and all your works, but simply a robe of righteousness because of the blood of of Jesus and your faith in that alone. Well, brothers and sisters, we're out of time. God bless you dearly. I pray that He richly bless you with this revelation of the cross in God's Word. I pray that you avail yourself to all these teachings at my YouTube channel. Once again, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Share them. The world and the church needs to hear these teachings 
Be a blessing as you help publish the gospel. And I'll see you again next time. But until then, be determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.